Hello! Today we are going to talk about something very important. I don't think that it is talked about enough. This is a concept that I started learning about back in school when I was going to university for therapy, family therapy. And to be honest, I didn't really understand it even back then. It's one of those things that's very like simple and yet so complex because learning about these principles is maybe logically easy to understand, but emotionally applying them in our own lives, that is the hardest part. What are we talking about? Emotions. <laughs> yes, we are talking about emotions today. Don't leave. We need to talk about this. It is something that is often overlooked in its importance, especially if you are dealing with any kind of stress in your life. Your emotions are so purposeful and intentional. They are what help you to identify your needs. And when we can properly identify the emotion, that opens up the opportunity for choice. So today specifically, we're going to talk about what primary emotions versus secondary emotions are. So those choices get opened up in our lives because first of all, we know what we're feeling. Secondly, we can explore why we are feeling it. And lastly, we can choose what we want to do about the feeling. So primary emotions, these are going to be any emotion that you feel about an event. Sounds pretty simple, right? These are emotions that are intuitively felt. They automatically come up because of who we are and where we're at. Secondary emotions. These are emotions about another emotion. They're a little bit harder to identify. Secondary emotions are actually usually learned. So they're not just like emotions you're automatically feeling because they're inside of you. They are emotions that have been taught to you. And I know that sounds a little confusing, so let's go a little bit deeper into what this means and why it's important. So primary emotions, these are a person's most fundamental, direct, initial reactions to some sort of situation. So a very simple example is when somebody passes on, dies, and you feel sad at that loss. A secondary emotion, these are going to be responses to your thoughts or feelings rather than to the situation itself, okay? So you are, you're going to see your secondary emotion come up as something most often like anger, right? Anger is almost always a secondary emotion. It's in response to feeling hurt or feeling afraid or feeling some other emotion, right? So rather than admitting that we're sad about a loss, we're going to get angry at the person who has passed on. And this secondary emotion, right, it, it becomes a reaction to our actual emotion. Here's another example. A person may feel ashamed as a result of becoming anxious or sad. So anxiety would be the primary emotion and shame would be the secondary emotion. Because these secondary emotions, they are habitual. They are learned. They are learned responses to cover up the more sensitive emotions with a less sensitive emotion. 
you also have another example here. Fear is sensitive and hate is less sensitive. So when we feel afraid, we might choose to say that we hate the thing that we're actually afraid of. This makes us feel less vulnerable. So I just want to divide this up in your mind a little bit more. Let's go over primary emotions a little bit deeper. These are instinctive and natural. Having a primary emotion in and of itself is, I mean, inherently a good thing. It shows that you're human and you're living. It's very functional. It shows that you're a functioning adult. But when you react to your primary emotion, that's where it can become a harmful issue. With primary emotions, it doesn't necessarily have to be a good or a bad thing. It's just an emotion. It's a feeling that you have that can either be painful or it can be pleasurable. You are feeling sensitive and vulnerable when you choose to cover up a primary emotion with a secondary emotion. These primary emotions are also the emotions that keep you connected with other people and they guide your actions when you are intuitive and aware of them. Okay, so let's contrast that now with your secondary emotions. Secondary emotions are going to be things that you have learned. They are defensive and avoidant of what's actually going on, and it's used as a way to protect you. So you're trying to control the situation with your secondary emotion. This is a way that you can maybe like numb the actual emotion you're feeling, or it's a way that you don't have to listen to what your emotion is actually asking of you. So when we pay attention to our primary emotions, we're being asked to teach or help or learn or do something to help our situation and to grow and better from it. Our secondary emotion wants to protect us from having to do that growing and that learning because it's hard and it it can be scary. These secondary emotions also come from learned behaviors. So things like I shouldn't cry or I shouldn't be mad. This is not the same thing as when you are intentionally, you know, practicing self-control. This is more like a mindless reaction, right? So you're pushing away what has come upon you as painful in some way. And so you're trying to reduce that pain or that fear. And the difficult part with the secondary emotion is that it really requires a certain amount of numbing on your part. That numbing is what is going to distance you and disconnect you from not only yourself, but also from the people you value and the goals that you have in your life. Secondary emotions are all about that self-protection, but really the ironic part of it all is in the long run, they're going to hurt you much more. When you keep your heart protected to this extent or you keep your guard up in a way that keeps everybody away from you or keeps you away from yourself, it leads to you feeling usually pretty exhausted or even maybe lonely. Definitely a lot of us feel angry. So let's talk about how we can identify them and how we can move through them, right? How we can get back to that primary emotion. I want to give you two examples. The first one is anger. This was a big one for me. 
Anger is one of the most common secondary emotions. And like we previously mentioned, when you feel this, it is usually a protective covering for feelings that you're otherwise ignoring. Feelings such as like, I'm feeling hurt or I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling embarrassed or worried. Any of these things can be covered up and look like anger. A great example of this is when I was living in my Mormonism world, right? I would constantly be angry, especially angry towards other women who I saw living a life that I would prefer to be living. If I saw a woman who was doing something that I wanted to be doing, rather than admitting to myself I wanted to be like her or I admired her for living fully in this unabashed way, I then became angry. I decided to demonize her or demonize her actions and I became angry towards her. When in reality, what I needed to do was recognize my anger was covering up my inability to live the life I truly wanted to live. And when I was actually angry at her, the truth was I was admiring her. And it was really difficult and lots of other emotions like hurt or embarrassment. Lots of other things would come up for me. And rather than recognizing these things, I chose to become angry. That was a self-preservation, a self-protection that kept me from growing and moving into a life that was better suited for me. A very common example of using anger as a secondary emotion in our culture, it especially happens for boys and young men, even older adult men too. They have been taught that it's not okay to cry, that it's not okay to show vulnerability through sadness, through emotion. And for them, they have been taught culturally, anger is the most convenient emotion to cover up these primary emotions. Our sense of culture has taught men and boys that in order to appear masculine, they cover up their more sensitive emotions with things like anger. And I think we're all pretty aware of how damaging that can be to everyone. Here's another secondary emotion that comes up a lot. This one is going to be shame. And shame is especially, I guess, popular or common to find amongst women and young women. Shame is one that I think works a lot and works really damn hard in purity culture. I definitely experienced a lot of this and still can struggle with those old cult practices, purity culture teachings around shame. We see this quite easily in victim blaming situations. So when young women, girls, adult women are not allowed to be angry or upset, it's easy to cover up that anger by blaming yourself and calling it your own flaws. And though I think purity culture is like the perfect example for shame, both for boys and girls, here's a little bit like simpler version of what this could look like. If you were to be in school and say you failed a test, it's way more comfortable for you to be angry about the dumb test than it is to feel guilt about not studying. The guilt that you feel is going to ask you to work harder at studying for the test next time. Whereas the anger allows you to 
cover up some of the shame, the guilt, or the embarrassment that you might have been feeling at the fact that you forgot about the test or you just didn't make the time to study. So why is this important? Your mind cannot be in a place of clarity. It can't be in a place of knowing who you are or what you want for your life when you are functioning out of a secondary emotion. In order to grow, to make the progress, and to genuinely get to know yourself and where you're at, to be honest with who you are right now, you have to be willing to acknowledge the primary emotions. That was a lot of the work that I spent my time doing in my therapy sessions. This is the work that you have to put in to get to know yourself. Can you see now why I say it opens up choice in your life? Because if you are stuck functioning out of these false emotions, these false beliefs of how your life is going, how can you ever change it? How can you ever get to the places you want to go and be the person you want to be if you aren't being honest with yourself about who you are right now? Removing that guilt, that shame, that anger from this process is absolutely paramount. If you are stuck functioning in these emotions, if you still feel angry, so much anger that you can't let it go, if you are still working from a place of feeling guilty, you aren't yet putting in the work to know who you really are and what you're actually feeling. And once you identify it, it really is the hardest part. Once you've gotten to that place of being able to identify your actual, your primary emotions, you can move the trauma through your body. That can look so different for everybody. It can be through physical activity. It can be through EMDR like I used in my therapy. But the point is, how can you fix a problem when you can't acknowledge that the problem is there in the first place? It is so easy when you have been hurt by some external force to leave the blame on the force outside of yourself and not step into the actionable ways that you can take control of your life. It's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to feel sad, especially if you feel like you've lost out on time, opportunity, or even respect. But the truth is, the real hurt happens when you allow those things to stay with you. When your system is taken over by something that didn't need to affect you for longer than a moment. The way that you can show yourself compassion is by working on this. Moving that energy through your body, through your life, so that the trauma doesn't get stored inside of you. Move it right along because it doesn't need to belong to you anymore. So work on knowing what you're actually feeling. Explore why you're feeling it and choose what you want to do about it now. This message was a short, sweet, and pretty simple one. But like I said, the real tough part comes to putting it in action. And don't sacrifice all the good that is ahead of you and possible for you because you're stuck 
trying to control and repair the things that you no longer have control of. Hopefully this message sheds a little bit more light on the topic. I know it's something that we're all continually learning and nobody's a pro, but I do think it's valuable and it's worth being shared and talked about. Hopefully you got something out of this and I will see you at the next episode.